Welcome to All Things Jesus with Nicole Atkinson, a podcast with a holistic approach to discussing real-life issues from a biblical standpoint and discover how to live life on purpose all while loving Jesus. Each week, we study the scripture and allow God's Word to teach us how to deal with life's hardships, overcome obstacles, and in turn, excel in being our best self, specifically dealing with such topics as marriage, family, parenting, mental wellness, challenges, and how to live a balanced life. We're excited for you to join us in listening today. Now here's your host, Nicole Atkinson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, where there is all things Jesus. And we are just so excited to be here. I hope everyone has had a happy Thanksgiving. I really had a great time. I really enjoyed myself. My family and I, we traveled. We went to Virginia. And we were just able to spend time with our family and friends. And we just really had a good time. And so I just love the holiday seasons because it's just a time where you can just relax. Most people take off work. You know, our children are out of school. And we're just able to just spend time with each other. So I hope that you are able to do that too. So this week, we are talking about do you trust God? And I think that's so important because um, I think that people can say with their mouth, yeah, I trust God, mm-hmm. but it's really in our actions that shows if we really trust God because our life will have to show that we're trusting God. Like, for instance, if I say that I trust God to save my marriage, but then, you know, I'm being rude to my husband, I don't want to have anything to do with him, like, that's really showing that I don't trust God because I'm trying to step in the way. And so we really have to, I think, take time out and really remove all distractions and really focus on God. And my pastor says it all the time that we have to work the word because God has given us the Bible as the blueprint of our life. But if we don't apply the principles and just walk them out every single day, they're not going to do anything for us. So it's just like I tell my children all the time. It's like you just have just a whole plethora of just promises for you. Or I can tell my children it's just like having a whole bunch of gifts and promises, I mean gifts and prizes. And if you don't go to the box and get them, then you're not going to be able to have them. So they're going to always just be over there in a corner, but you're not going to be applying them to your life. And so I think that it's very important for us to trust God. I think that God loves us so much that he has just given us so many promises that he's like, Nicole, like, come on, like, just get everything that I have for you. And so that's just my purpose in the earth, to just share with people, to just help them to walk out their their destiny and to know how much God has in store for, for us. And we just really have to trust God at his word. And for us, sometimes it, it's, it's hard. I always tell people, that I think that it's easy to say, yes, I trust God, but it's when you're actually in situations where you have to walk out patience, where you have to go through endurance is where we really see who's going to fall off and who's going to cave in. So when you trust God, you're going to have to really have to be steadfast. That means you're going to have to have patience. You're going to have to have total reliance. You're going to have to just remove all 
every single ounce of doubt and have total absolute assurance that you depend on God and what his word says. And so for me, faith and trust in God go hand in hand because, um, God tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please him. So faith is the currency of heaven. So that is how we receive everything that God has already stored up for for us is when we trust him. So today we are doing something very special. It is our first time having a guest on um, our podcast. Uh, It is someone who is uh, very close to me. We have been friends for many, many years. Uh, We met each other when we were... Uh, adolescence. So we have, you know, grown and just known each other and been able to experience a lot of uh, life uh, experiences together. And so today we're going to talk about um, trusting God, but we're going to talk about a very sensitive topic for um, some families. And we're going to talk about infertility. And so um, the guest that I have today is Naya Corbin. Hey, Naya, how are you? Thank you, Thank you for having me on as your special guest. It truly means a lot. No problem, girl. And so, like I was saying, we're talking about trusting God and um, talking about infertility today. And so for people who don't know what infertility is, that is when you're having um, the inability to um, have children or the inability to get pregnant. And so, Naya, if you want to tell people just a little bit about your story and about um, what you have experienced with um, infertility. Well, um, my husband and I, we've been married for eight years come um, December 17th. And uh, we've been trying for, I would say, probably about five years um, strongly. And um, we both are having, like, um, some issues health-wise. So the doctor says, uh, for me, um, I was diagnosed with uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And he was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, um, the trait, um, not the full-blown disease. And um, we have been, like I said, we've been trying for a very long time. And um, it used to be very touchy. It used to be, you know, uh, very chaotic. Uh, I know on my behalf, you know, seeing all my friends have kids, my siblings have kids, and, you know, wondering, you know, when is going to be my turn? Um I was previously married, and um, not one time did, you know, it questioned, you know, hey, you know, do I want to have kids? But in that season, you know, I strongly believe that, you know, God was preparing me for the right person, um, so that's why it didn't happen. And um, here we are today, you know, still trusting God, still believing that, you know, God wants to uh, perform the miraculous on our behalf. Um, I don't strongly believe in the word infertility because the Bible does say, you know, for, that he's going to, you know, have us be fruitful and multiply. So those words to me are really strong. I don't think, you know, God is going to, you know, have his children, you know, not to see that happen. Um, and I'm just, you know, waiting in joy, you know, on that special day. For it to happen. Um, for years, I used to um, say, "Oh, I want to have kids. I want to have, you know, this many." And you know, I had to say, you know, one day, am I really and truly ready for kids? And the answer, and the honest answer, was no. 
I wasn't because one, my life wasn't aligned with God and the will that he had over my life. Um, me dealing with, you know, stuff in my childhood, me living a rebellious lifestyle. Um, I wasn't ready. And I had to once first forgive myself, um, ask him for forgiveness, you know, confess to him and I had to strongly surrender to the F word and that's that forgiveness. Um, until then, you know, I um I understood what, you know, being a mother um would be, um, having children would be. Um, and that's why I don't believe in that word infertility because, you know, it may take longer for, you know, some people, but you know, it's through a process, you know, that God prepares you for your season of um, becoming a mother. And I'm all for that season. I'm waiting patiently. I'm waiting um, joyfully. Um, and on that day, you know, I know that I will rejoice, my husband and I, um, because we trust God and we believe God is going to do something like never before in our life. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of my background. Yeah, and you said so many important things. And one of the things that you said was you said that, you know, like I tell people all the time, like I just love the book of Genesis because like that is the blueprint for our life. And in Genesis, it says that, you know, when even before we were even formed, like God talked to us in the spirit um, and he said, you will be fruitful and multiply. So that is a command on our life. And so... <clears throat> I just commend you for just standing on that promise and just, you know, believing that, um, you know, because that is what God has promised us. And so I just want you to talk a little bit about, you know, you said that you and your husband have been trying actively for five years. And I think that for people, a lot of times we give up during the waiting season or like, for instance, if I say like, I want to um, get a new job. And so I started uh, filling out uh, five applications um, every week. So like for five weeks, like I'm doing five, 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 five. But on that sixth week, I'm like, oh my goodness, like God, where you at? Like I'm not, you know, getting no job. So whatever. So then I start filling out one every now and then. Talk to us about, you know, the journey through that five years, like how in the beginning it, it can be exciting or, you know, how just your, your faith or just your hope, you know, like just the ups and downs of how you guys deal with, um, you know, not having a baby in the, uh, in the flesh yet. Um, I would say, um, it has not been easy. Um, I think, you know, you have to learn to develop a sense of patience and, um, a sense of purpose. You know, what are you aiming for? What are you, you know, what is the desire that, you know, you're trying to accomplish? Um, you definitely feel voided. Um, you feel emptiness. You feel incomplete during the process, but... Um, knowing that God is able and, you know, he will never fail you and his promises, um, will never fail you and he's not a failure. Um, so during that process, I would say, um, communication will be one of the most, um, effective things to experience during that process because a lot of times, um, you overlook what one one is feeling, and um, you assume you speculate one is not feeling what you're feeling. And during our process, um, that took place a lot. Um, 
with me getting diagnosed, you know, it was a procrastination. Um, I didn't go to the doctor um, regularly. Uh, and when my husband was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, um, we never followed up. So I would get on him, you know, hey, you know, when are you going to make that follow-up? But not knowing that, you know, you know, give him time, give him, you know, just be patient. Um, and everything will work out um, the way that you expect it to go. And not knowing that, you know, he was doing that on his own, you know, I was so hard on him. Um, that's because I wanted it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that process, you know, of waiting, you know, I would listen to Marvin Sapp on repeat. He had his hand on you. Um, I would then cry myself to sleep sometimes. Um, sometimes I would, you know, sit there and just think and meditate and, you know, I would look over at my husband, you know, while he's asleep and I'm like, you know, you know what, in the process, you know, why don't you just thank God? Because, you know, it will happen. You know, it's just not on your timing. So, um, I would always say, instead of me saying, my will be done, thy will needs to be done. And, um, I'm just, you know, it, it could get overwhelming sometimes, but, you know, I believe that God will, you know, he's there for us. Um, he talks with, I know for myself, he talks with me. Um, I remember, you know, a couple of, I think that was probably about two years ago, um, or a year ago, um, you gave me these scriptures, and um, I've been reading them faithfully uh, for the past six months. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them um, that you did give me was Romans 12 and 12, be joyful in hope, patient mm-hmm. in affli- affliction, and faithful in prayer. And during that process of me reading that, I'm like, God, Lee, I don't know how to pray that good. I'm like, so, you know, what am I going to pray about? You know, how do I start a prayer? And my husband, he's so critical. Um, I used to think he was so critical about stuff like that. And I would listen to him pray, and I'm like, oh, he's just talking to him. So I started doing the same thing, and um, I would keep a journal off and on, um, welcome certain prayers and stuff like that, or, you know, helping me to become effective in prayer. Uh, God, he just wants you to be who you are and talk to him the way you and I are talking. And that's what I began to do. Um, and it does it does help knowing that, you know, you have someone to have an outlet uh, to talk to. And um, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And so... Um... Uh, I know you, you're talking about like just how the process can be like some days you said you felt voided and incomplete and I can relate to that because of course um, I have four children but um, between my second child and my third child is an eight year gap which was intentional because um, when we had our first two of course we wanted a boy after the first one but we didn't get a boy and so I remember being at church and he was uh, I was pregnant and uh, one of members he was like um are you having a boy or girl and I was like oh I want a boy and he was like well you gotta pray uh, about the sex before you know you get pregnant and so I took that word and so I was like okay God if I ever get pregnant again I want to have a boy so I started praying that prayer 
And then, so then, eight years later, my husband's like, come on, let's have another baby. And I'm like, dude, we good. Like, our kids are all the way self-sufficient. But lo and behold, we get pregnant again. But before we even got pregnant, I was like, God, let me have a boy. Like, I believe it. And that same, you know, scriptures that I was giving you, I was um, confessing over my life. It was um, from a book called Supernatural Childbirth. And I was just confessing it the whole time. We made up in our mind that we were not going to find out what the sex was until the baby came out at delivery and two of my friends we got pregnant at the same time and so they both found out one of my friends she had twin boys the other girl she had a boy and she already had a girl so now she was having a boy and I was like yes God you answering everybody's prayer and so we went all the way through 40 weeks and out comes a girl I was like Lord what are you doing? I'm literally, we have brought boy clothes. We, I confess, 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 confess. Nothing but the word of God. And we put the boy name on the wall. Like, we did it all. Like, I was like, God, like, you have to move because you said that, you know, you promised. And this is my faith. And I did not waver. And out comes a girl. So even like after I had her, um, you know, I was, of course I was happy. And I was like, yes, this is uh, God's will for my life. But, like, I remember driving in my neighborhood, and I saw a little boy outside, and I was like, oh, God, why didn't you give me a boy? And he was like, stop, you know, saying that, you know, just be grateful. And so then I just left it alone. Like, I was like, all right, God, the heavens have spoken. Girls are all that is on my plan for my life. And then three years later, I get pregnant again. Um, It was not planned and we have a boy. So in that, that was a 12-year prayer, right? And so when I think about the Bible, we already know that Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years for the promise of Isaac. And so the thing that I love about God is when he promises us something, he said, it is so, but for us as humans, I think that we get discouraged and we feel voided and we feel incomplete when we have to wait on that time. Because you talk about 12 years and then you see people next to you like, yeah, they having boys, boys, boys. Like, that's hard. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. It used to bother me. It used to bother me. And that season, it used to bother me a lot because I'm like, you know, what am I doing? You know, God, give me a sign, you know. What am I doing? Show me what am I doing knowingly or, you know, what is it? Why am I not getting pregnant? And um, for that, like, it just made me enjoy the process of watching, um, watching my friends, watching my family members have kids because they were showing me, you know, what type of mother I would want to be. So it would make me excited, you know, to know, oh, yeah, I won't do this with my kid. I'll do that with my kid. And, um... It helped me involve in ministry. Um, the kids that I have that, you know, come through the salon, those are like my children. So I get to, I still get to be a mother in some aspect because I help to nurture them. I help to, you know, help them grow. I help them, you know, giving them advice. Um, I give back to the community in that way. So it's not like I'm, I'm not a mother physically, but, you know, in the history, I feel to know that I'm a mother. And that gives me a greater joy knowing that, you know, I'm able to provide for someone else. Um, I'm able to minister to someone else. All the things that I would, you know, typically probably do for my children, you know, I'm able to do for other people's kids. Mm-hmm. So that gives us, you know, joy of knowing that we 
got instilled in us, you know, that um, characteristic, and he he enabled us to provide in that way uh, for someone else. Yeah, and I think that goes hand in hand with trust and just faith. And I also believe that there's different levels to our faith. And what I mean by that, I mean like we're, we we have to develop on different levels, right? So when we first got saved, yeah. we, we were like, God, I believe you that I'm going to get this job that I fill out tomorrow. And he's like, good, I'm going to give it to you because our faith wasn't developed. And if we didn't get that job at that level, we'd be like, all right, God ain't really real. But as we grow in God, our faith has to grow stronger. And so, you know, you were just saying like, you know, five years, 12 years, 25 years, like that's a long waiting period because us in 2019, we're not trying to wait on nothing. But with God, he's not moved by that because we know that time is not something that, you know, keeps God in um, restraint. So God is like, I already got the promise for us I believe that as we're developing our faith, like we have to believe and trust God on another level. So in that, like we can't believe him no more for five weeks. And then on that sixth week, we'd be like, all right, I don't know. Like we got to believe no matter what. And in Romans um, 4 and 20, it says, talking about Abraham and talking about how he believed God would give him his own physical son with his wife, Sarah. It says he never doubted that God would do what he promised. He never stopped believing. In fact, he grew stronger in his faith and just praised God. Abraham felt sure that God was able to do what he promised. So that's why he was accepted as one who is right with God. And so I, I just believe that God, he's calling us, you know, to just mature and just believe him and just um, stand in faith and don't waver no matter what, no matter how long it takes. Like I think that because not even just the manifestation of me having a boy or just the manifestation of you having a child, but this will, this develops our faith in just life in general, because it helps us in our ministry. It helps us to glorify God in so many different aspects of our life. So we have to believe and have faith and don't doubt no matter what it looks like. You know, even when you keep going back to the doctor's report, like, no, we're going to praise God. We believe what God said. He says that his children are not barren. So I believe that God is calling us to mature just in every area of our life. So, you know, in this area of faith, it helps us in every other area of faith in our life. And I think that God, he just wants us to just totally trust him. And as we grow in him, we have to, you know, we just can't be babies anymore. We have to believe him just on another level. Like I strongly believe like, you know, when we read the Bible, we see like, well, God, he touched people's eyes and they received sight. Like we don't see that that much anymore. And so that's always like one of my prayers, like God, like why? Why do people don't get healed when we lay hands on them and stuff? And so, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to have this faith. We have to um, believe without a shadow of a doubt so that that um, power from God can manifest itself right now, you know, in our lives. And so I know you talked about it a little bit, but um, how did this affect your husband and your marriage? Um... He was angry, upset. Um, there was a little bit of him questioning God. Um, and how did it affect our marriage? Um, that emptiness is incomplete. Knowing that um, we've been trying for so long and it hasn't happened yet. Um, I think for me, um, it caused our um, 
you know, I just like to have, like, lack of purpose in my eyes. Um, so it's like, you know, uh, a hesitation or a, uh, what is the right word for it? Um, I would say uh, um, not so much a regret, a resentment. I would use the word resentment. Um, I would blame him sometimes. Um but knowing that, you know, it's not his fault, you know, everything, you know, is out of our control, you know, is in God's control. Um, I'm not going to say in the doctor's control because we can go to the doctor tomorrow and, you know, because we're praying that, you know, God does the impossible, you know, all things, you know, will go on our behalf. So, um, it, it definitely, it definitely was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say now, um, because we know that, you know, all things are possible, um, we can actually smile about it sometimes, um, and we can talk about it without, you know, feeling a certain type of way. Um, and we just, we just want to enjoy the process of, you know, God preparing us, um, for something greater, um. And I know, like, a while ago, you know, years ago, he used to tell me, you know, oh, you better read that book of Proverbs um, 31. And I used to tell him that um, I'm not that woman. But after constantly reading it, constantly reading it, you know, I do, I am a firm believer that, you know, what you seek out your mouth um, will process in your life. So when you speak ill or when you speak things that are, you know, that you don't know what you're speaking, per se, um, and you don't know what you're saying, you know, it, it, it reveals, you know, you know, in your character. So I started to say, you know, dang, you know, why do you keep telling me that? Why do you keep telling me that? So I started to read that book, and I started to say, you know, why don't I want to be a woman of valor? Why don't I want to be, you know, a woman of riches? Why don't I want to be, you know, a daughter of a king? You know, that doesn't make sense, you know, you know, is read her story, you know, is beyond, you know, who she who the Bible says she is. And I started to say, you know, why don't I want to be like that? So I started correcting myself, you know, saying, you know, I am a woman of valor. I am a woman of riches. I'm, I am a woman of God. You know, I am all that he say that I am. And um, that helped me build my self-esteem up. That helped me, you know, not lacking the confidence of being able to uh, conceive. Um, for years, you know, I questioned God myself, and I, you know, it it was hurtful um, that I would because, you know, you hear older people, oh, you better not question God, you know, you don't know who he is, and, you know, you need to find him for yourself. But I think growing to know God for myself as an adult, um, I understand now. I get it. Uh, and I just live life as if, you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay, you know, to, you know, be upset. It's okay to feel that emptiness. But, you know, it's only for a season. It's, it, it takes a process and a level of maturity to get to um, that type of understanding. And keep praying, keep pushing. Um, and don't take things for granted. And like you said, like, you have to trust God. He know what he's doing. You know, we always act as if we know, you know, what's going to happen before it happens. But we really and truly don't. Um, Girl, I just I, feel I just like, I just trust feel so and stand mm-hmm. on God's word. 
Yeah, and I just feel it like in my spirit, like God is already, he's already done it, but like I just know like the manifestation is close. And um, have you ever been pregnant? Um, No. Okay. And so when the doctors told you that you that you had um polycystic ovary syndrome and your husband had what is it? Um cystic fibrosis. Mhm. So have you guys been um you know getting um, medical attention towards that? For me, um they have given me um I'm always so rebellious when it comes to medication. Mm-hmm. Um they had given me um, this pill called metformin, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to balance your hormones. It's supposed to do this, and it's supposed to do that. Um, the doctor will tell you, you know, oh, you can't have kids, or, you know, it'll be a process of you having kids. Me, do my own research, diet and exercise is all I need. Mm-hmm. And me, you know, following other people that actually have the same thing that I have. They have kids. So, um, for me, like, following the doctor's orders, um, I, I'm still rebellious on that. I'm question everything it is. I'm like, God got me. He, he, he's going to do whatever he needs to do mm-hmm. on my behalf. And one of my prayers um, that I would pray is that he, he cleanse my wound. He, you know, make it, you know, free of anything that's, you know, trying to attack it. Um, clean me from head to toe. Uh, and that's been one of my faithful prayers because there's nothing that a doctor can tell me that God can't heal. Mm-hmm. Um, with my husband, um, I think it was very, um, it was very hurtful when he found out that he had the trait. Um, it kind of, you know, we kind of not talk about it as much. Um, but I know from him saying, you know, the one thing that, you know, will complete us and make me happy um, is being able to, you know, give me, um, have us, you know, have a child. Um, it's it's kind of hurtful to hear him say that uh, because I know that there's nothing that he can do or it's nothing that he's done to make, you know, him be born with a trait or anything. Um, it's just life. Um, it's not going to make me love him any less. It's going to actually make me love him even more because, you know, as, you know, black men, they don't communicate in a way where, you know, it shows what they really feel in. Um, so I commend him for actually even sharing that part of me, you know, of how he really feels about it. And um, I would just say in due time, that timing is, is always sufficient. Um and just standing on his promises. Like, you, mm. you can't lose standing on his promises. If he promises, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just not on our, it's not in our timing. Mm-hmm. It's in his timing. And that's what my pastor tells me all the time, like, well, tells us all the time, like, we have to work the word. And so um, in that, I also want to say, like, when I was praying for, when I was pregnant with my third child, you know, we did not find out what the gender was. And so I was reading that book, Supernatural Childbirth. And so not only did I want to have a boy, but I wanted to have a supernatural childbirth. And it talks about how the woman would... um, 
in the Bible, uh, it talks about how the woman would experience a painless childbirth and it would be um, uh, quick and, you know, the baby would just be healthy, whatever. And the author, she talks about how she, I think she had either three or two of her kids naturally, supernaturally, it was quick, no medicine, no nothing. And I was like, God, yes, I can believe you for this. And so, what happened with my third child, I read this book, I confessed it every day. My husband and I were um, in alignment. And when I went to have my third child, I got anxious and I allowed the doctor to induce me instead of waiting on God. So I'm like, okay, so the, the doctor going to induce me, but I'm still believing God for supernatural childbirth. And so that thing was not painless. It was excruciating pain where I had to end up getting an epidural where I was believing God for supernatural childbirth. But I'm saying that to say that we cannot believe God for something and then put our hand in it because God did not tell me to get induced. I got induced because I was trying to hurry up and have my child. So when I got pregnant with my fourth child, I started again. I started confessing supernatural childbirth. I'm going to do this, whatever, whatever. And so I had three children that I've never had my water break. I've never gone into labor on my own. I've had to be induced three times. And so with my fourth one, um, my water broke at home and my baby came quickly. I didn't have no medicine and it was literally supernatural. And um, it was not excruciating pain um, because when I started feeling pain, my husband was like, girl, start quoting your scriptures, start quoting your scriptures. I'm like, brother, this is not the time to be spiritual. <laughs> but I did it. And now I'm talking about as soon as we checked into the hospital, like the baby was out like 20 minutes later, like the nurse had to catch him, the doctor running through the door, the anesthesiologist, like it was really fast and so like everything that I have been confessing for those 12 years it manifested but that comes with just you know just having faith and not wavering like you said we don't know the time of God but I believe that God he's only after our faith and so um if I could just encourage you with anything it's just I would just stand strong like stand firm like don't come down like uh, just confess the word of God every single day because you know like sometimes we're busy so if you can't you know confess 12 scriptures a day just get one that pertains to having um a baby naturally and just put on your mirror and just make sure you and your husband are saying it every single day. And so with that, um, I know you talked about um, how you guys have, um, you know, coped with this. So how are you guys staying encouraged? Like, how are you guys doing now? Oh, we're doing great. Um <clears throat> You know, just, you know, like I said, ministry, um, us being able to communicate and talk about it. Um, like I said, I have that, that song on repeat. I have the scriptures. Um, and instead of us, you know, being so focused on, um, on having a baby, you know, we learn how to, um, be there for one another, I would say. Um, and we travel, we, we, you know, we, we do stuff that will, you know, what make us happy and, you know, not so much put more forth of an effort of, you know, actually thinking about it. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, just don't think about it and it'll happen. You know, it's, it's kind of hard not to think about it. So we just, we just go with life and let life happen. Um, and we just, you know, 
we just have fun. We just do whatever it is, you know, the bouts do, and we just go with the process. And once the process, you know, takes place of it being our season to conceive, hey, we'll go from there. Right, exactly. And so what words of advice or encouragement do you have for other couples who are experiencing the same thing? Because I know a couple of my friends who some have already had a child and then now they're having um, challenges with having another child. I know some who have had multiple pregnancies and have ended in miscarriages. So what can you say to just give them hope and just um, just, you know, help them during this time of their life? Um, I would say be consistent in your prayer life and know that you are not alone. Uh, it took me years to know that there were people like me, uh, you know, that was diagnosed with the same thing that I had, um, that wasn't able to conceive and had been trying to conceive for a very long time. Um, on yourself by positivity. Um, the more you feed yourself with positivity, you know, that will be, you know, that will help you along the way. And that will be able to help you cope in certain ways. Um, make sure you're praying. Um, keep trusting in God. Believe in, you know, his word. Um, feed your body with his word. Um, and just, just, just trust him. You know, with you trusting him and being faithful and you're trusting, it will happen. Um, and don't give up. Just keep on, you know, being authentic, keep on, you know, living your life and and everything will fall into place. You know, sometimes you may get down, but find something to pick you back up. You know, my husband, he's, his sense of humor is so affectionate. It's, it's, you can't never be sad around him. So that's one of my picker-uppers, you know, knowing that when I walk in the door, if I had a bad day or if I was even thinking about it, I know he's going to do something to make me laugh. Um, your support system, my friends, you guys are, you know, my support system. And knowing that I can provide and care for someone else, that makes, that makes everything a lot more easier because I know that, you know, when I do become a mother, that, you know, that child is going to be loved. Um, she's not, he or she is not going to want for anything. So, you know, focus on the positivity of, you know, becoming that mother, um, becoming that parent, and being a parent to someone else. And I always say, you know, because I pray to God and, you know, he, you know, he's so consistent and so faithful, uh, if it doesn't happen, I'm good because I know that there's other ways that it can happen. Um, so just stay encouraged. Um, find ways to, you know, feel that emptiness. Whether, you know, is getting a dog, you know, babysitting for a weekend, adopting. There's always other ways that, you know, that can, you know, give you that completeness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the book that I was talking about that I just love so much because it it has like so many testimonies and I think this book probably like 30 years old, but it's called Supernatural Childbirth by Jackie Mize. And she just has a confession at the back of the book that I just want to confess with all of our listeners who are dealing with um, barrenness and just trying to conceive. It says before pregnancy, a desire to conceive, uh, fulfillment over barrenness. And it says, Father, 
We thank you that children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Children are your idea, Father. You thought up children and family and home. You instituted the family in the Garden of Eden. You ordered children. You commanded them when you said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. You said that the barren womb is never satisfied. Lord, the word declares that I am wonderfully and fearfully made by you. Therefore, I'm perfect and able to conceive and have children. You said that I, you put your name there, would be fruitful, would be a fruitful vine by the side of your house and our children like the olive plants around our table. We are not ashamed, but happy because our quiver is full of children for our, or arrows as you call them. Thank you, Father, that you designed and fashioned me to have children, that in the Bible, barrenness was the was the exception, not the rule, not your will, not normal, something against your plan and purpose. And in your goodness and faithfulness, every barren woman in the Bible who was godly and believed your word became pregnant. You opened her womb and blessed her, and she gave birth to a precious baby just as I will. You make the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. You said, Father, that because you are our God and we are your people and have a covenant with you that you will love us and bless us and multiply us and bless the fruit of our womb and that neither male nor female among your people would be barren. Father, we are redeemed from the curse of the law by Jesus and being barren is under the curse of the law. Therefore, we will receive from your grace and have children. Father, no plague, no evil shall come nigh our dwelling. We are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Sickness of any kind is taken out of our midst. You said to ask anything of you in Jesus' name and it would be done. And that if two of us agree on earth as touching anything, it would be done. So we pray and we agree with you and your word, Father, that we will conceive and bring forth a healthy, precious baby to your glory and honor. We pray all this according to your word and will. You said this is the confidence that we have in you, that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And if you hear us, we know we have the petition we desire of you. We have it now. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And then she goes on to talk about the body and she just has so many scriptures in this book. That's why I love it because it's just the word of God. And we know that God's word can never return to him void. But then, you know, in the Bible talks about Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, Rachel, Hannah, um, Samson's mother, Ruth, the Shunammite woman, uh, Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, and then Mary, how she got supernaturally pregnant with Jesus. So God is in this thing, and I believe that he will do it for any person who believes, who trusts, who wants to have children. Um, God will do it for you. So Naya, I just thank you so much for coming and talking to us this week. (laughs) And so not only, you know, this is talking about trusting God, but this can apply to any area of your life. Like today we're talking about being barren, uh, you know, just giving people encouragement and hope to trust God and having children. But this can apply to any 
aspect of your life. If you are trusting God for something, if God has promised it in his word, you can believe it. God wants us to trust him. God wants to do it for us. We only have to believe. So I want you to get a scripture. I want you to stand on it. I want you to confess it. I want you to get it deep down in your soul and that you will not waver to believe that God wants to do that very thing that he has promised to you. And so I just encourage you to trust God like never before. I dare you to trust God. I dare you to put God in his word and just watch what he will do for you because you are his child. We are his children and he loves us so much. So we just thank everyone for listening. Thank you for um subscribing to uh, this podcast. Make sure you share with your friends and we just enjoy um, being with you. If you have any topic suggestions or if you have any questions, you can reach out to me. My website is www.nicoleatkinsoninc.com. Until next week, have a blessed one.